have sacrificed my whole adult life for other people. And I don't want to get emotional today. We're not doing that. But the truth is, I have sacrificed my whole adult life to take care of everybody else around me. That's whether it's relationships or my mom or my daughter. And it's my time. So next year is about me. I feel like people make decisions that they want to make and then include me versus considering me. The way you feel now, I think I felt like that for maybe like the last 10 years. It's not like somebody ever calls and asks me if I want to be a part of an opportunity. You get to choose your support system, believe it or not. Stop trying to make the people who are not supporting you support you. Your support system needs to make you feel like that relationship is designed to make you a better person. Don't bring me what you plan to do and then say, oh, yep, you're an add-on. You're an afterthought. I don't want to feel like an afterthought. The moment that I see that you don't consider me, it's a wrap for me. I don't think it's fair for you to say that no one considers you because I feel like I've done everything in my power. No. Welcome to another edition of the Social Brew Podcast. My name is Donnie Wiggins, your favorite business coach, and this is David, your favorite podcast coach. Yeah, all right, cool. I <laughs> wanted to say my own name, but uh, <laughs> it's neither here nor there. Uh, we're here for another uh, episode. Listen, man, this has been an incredible year. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody, okay, who said that? I think it was Marcus, right? Marcus Limonis? He said that 2024 is going to be incredibly difficult. Mm, I missed that part. I walked in during Marcus Limonis. Yeah. I wonder why he said that, though. What was the context? Um, just entrepreneurship, the landscape of entrepreneurship is just changing. Things are changing economically. We see, I think, that the, the interest rates for real estate are supposed to drop five times or six times or something like that in 2024 as they see the economy getting stronger. But even that type of news doesn't necessarily mean that everything is going to be good. And he's high level entrepreneur yeah, and he understands what's going on. So he probably sees some things that we don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it makes sense because 2023 was harder um, across the board for entrepreneurs. It was harder, but was it really still that hard? Like it was harder compared to 2020, 2021, 2022. But also 2024, as I think about it, is an election year. Mm. And that makes things really um, interesting. I know when I was looking to purchase a home a couple of months ago, I spoke to um, George Achenpong, mm -hmm. as well as my financial advisor. My financial advisor told me first not to purchase a home this close to an election year. Like if you can wait, just wait. Um, because the politicians are going to be vying for your vote. So they're going to have some fluctuation in the market, blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't sure that was solid advice. Like, hmm, financial advisor telling me not to buy. Mm. And so I called George and without giving him any context for the reason. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, don't buy right now because next year is an election year. And, you know, he basically said the same thing. So I would imagine that these uh, business analysts and people who operate business at a high level, they are used to trends and following them, which is why data is so important. And the election year could impact um, the economy as well. It for sure will impact the economy yeah. and anything that impacts the economy impacts entrepreneurship. I don't know if I like the advice of don't buy though. Yeah. Cause it, it depends on the deal. 
it wasn't a deal. So I had a very specific property. I'm saying don't buy that right now. Um, it was don't buy. So they knew what I was trying to buy. So yeah. maybe it was the type of property that I was trying yeah. to buy, which was brand new. Yeah. Um, a good purchase price right. and interest rates. Just what I was able to. The problem was with interest rates and what I was able to afford based on my budget. Mm-hmm. The interest rates are going to go down, and it will lead me to the ability to afford much more of a house for sure. For yeah. sure. But I think the, the interesting thing is as interest rates go down, the prices go up sometimes, maybe um, and you know, I was, I was actually thinking about this. It was yesterday, last night. And I don't know why this is the thought that was in my mind. I'm like, well, if you buy, mm-hmm. let's say you buy a house and right now, let's say prices are lower. They're not, but let's just say prices are lower, interest rates are higher. When interest rates are higher, people have to negotiate with the prices because it's not gonna sell at a higher price, right? But if we buy at a good price while interest rates are high, when interest rates drop, you still have that same price and you can refinance to a lower interest rate. You can, but I think one of the misconceptions about refinancing is that it's free. It's just easy to do. And it's, you still have to come to the table with closing costs. Yeah. Like in, refinancing a home isn't, from a credit perspective, um, at least when I was a real estate broker, refinancing was more difficult to do than mm-hmm. financing the home in the first place. Mm-hmm. So you got to think about that before you just jump into a purchase. Now, I will clarify and say, if I were purchasing an investment property not to live in, I would have done the deal regardless yeah. because I know that I have the ability to refi. Yeah. But when you're talking about a seven figure house and you know what that looks like, I don't want to pay buy a seven figure house. I, it doesn't matter. Six figures, seven figures. When you're talking about, were you about to buy a seven figure house though? When you are talking about a high level six figure or seven figure home, um, the cost to close twice and you usually have a small window to do that. And then you have to say, does my loan have a prepayment penalty and all this stuff? Like that's the issue. You don't just tell people blindly, Oh, refinance. Well, what does your current paperwork say? What's your prepayment penalty? What maybe you should check what your potential closing costs would be before you do that. Not everybody is financially prepared to close twice on a property. Are you about to get something crazy? No, I'm renting. I'm, I'm no, renting I'm now you, that Do works. you have plans to? So, no, it wasn't even crazy, if I'm being honest. I wanted to, um, I have a dream community that I'm not going to say on the podcast, but I wanted to live in a dream community, and it's a super dope, what I wanted at the time, um, super dope townhouse. It's like a house, but it's a huge townhouse with this rooftop that's like 1,200 square feet, something like that, and it was really dope. And honestly, you can't find... Um, because of what all of my requirements were like, I wanted something newer. So I didn't have to deal with um, any kind of maintenance. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to deal with, I had just gone through a rehab situation. I did not, I know for sure. I don't want to do that again. Um, I wanted something that was in a community that felt safe but, and was close to the city. Like I wasn't willing to go far. And with those parameters, I needed to be able to operate an office and I needed to be able to an operate an office with future team in mind, meaning there was an entrance for, team members that are not family to be able to come in and not get access to my house. So there were things. And, you know, with that said, yeah, you're looking at a million dollar property minimally. Yeah. I don't like prices are ridiculous right now. Yeah, The same houses that I see selling for a million plus bucks right now. Like I owned my first house was 300 something thousand dollars. 
they're going for nearly a million dollars now. It's just crazy to see what the market has done over time. I mean, it's a blessing if you own the property, but if you're trying to buy, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. What's your, what's your your plans next year? In terms of real estate? I mean, no, just period. That's a very general question. Plans in terms of. The first thing that comes to your mind. So I want to grow actionable CEO to a thousand members. Mm-hmm. Um, I said when I moved into this current condo that I live in, that I cannot move out of the building until my business generates $10 million. Mm. So I don't know how it's going to happen, but I also didn't know how 1 million was going to happen. Right. Yeah. So $10 million. And it's just because of the reason that I moved in the first place. Like I had to make the the move make sense, but most importantly, actionable CEO um, to a thousand members minimally. Um, I don't know that I'll buy a property next year because I can't move until I make $10 million. So, (laughs) (laughs) and not only that, I sincerely love where I live. I'm so inspired by my new environment I get so much work done like I wake up excited to create new stuff like to be more creative like I'm being more present with my clients and my students like I'm really really hyped up so I can see um, that happening I will still this year what really worked for me was um, I committed to at the top of this year because last year was emotionally and mentally such a tough year for me This year, I committed to traveling at least every six to eight weeks. I've done that this year. That's a fact. For sure. Yeah, you've been traveling for sure. Yeah, I've done, but I have to. Like, what I've realized about um, when you're a creative, like, my creativity was stifled for so long because I couldn't see clearly. Mm. I mean, it was just really stifled. I didn't know what to do, and I was just kind of managing and maintaining what I had going on. And that's a tough place to be when you're a creative. Like you can't think of a new idea or how to launch it or what you should be doing, or you're not bringing any ideas to the table. That's challenging and traveling and just prioritizing myself, you know, like I prioritize myself every six to eight weeks and a little more than that. And then when I'm back, I'm all in. And then I go back again and I've, I've incorporated this routine that I intend to keep up with, um, you know, getting massages every two weeks and just things that, make me feel like I'm taking care of myself because I was just telling somebody um, I've sacrificed. I have sacrificed my whole adult life for other people and I don't want to get emotional today. We're not doing that. But the truth is I have sacrificed my whole adult life to take care of everybody else around me. And that's whether it's relationships or my mom or my daughter and it's my time. So next year is about me. I like that. I like, clap it up, man. We got you. You deserve that, man. You deserve it. For real, for real. Um, and I, I, I 100% can relate. You make your whole world about other people, and uh, you never really take time for yourself. Yeah. I was actually talking to my wife about this last week, and I said, I need, I need to go somewhere before the end of the year because I, I got big audacious plans. I got big goals and, and actually as I'm thinking about it, it involves the success of other people. That's why I, I, I told you today, I called everybody this morning, like on the date, we're going to have something for the social proof network because I got to make sure that everybody wins. And my philosophy has been my whole life. If I take care of everybody else, I'll be fine. 
Mm -hmm. I think I might have got it from Zig Ziglar. But maybe there's a line. There's a line. You know what I mean? Like you can't you can't spend your whole life making sure everybody else is okay, right? Yep. But maybe you can. I think there's a balance. Um, I think it works when there's somebody making sure you're okay too. The way that you need to be made sure you're okay. Like I've got a lot of people around me who do a great job of making sure I'm okay the way they know how to do it, but not the way that I need to. What do you need? Um, what, do you, what do you want from somebody else? You know what's high level for me on top of needs is consideration. I feel like people make decisions that they want to make and then include me versus considering me. Um, and I'm, I consider people at such a high level. This year I kind of got to a point where it's like, whatever, I'm doing what I want to do. They don't consider me. I don't consider them. But one of my huge pet peeves are things that don't make me feel um, like I get what I give is when people don't consider me like, don't bring me what you plan to do and then say, oh, yep, you're an add on. You're an afterthought. I don't want to feel like an afterthought. And about the event that we coming up, does that make you feel that way? When I told you about the date that we're doing? <laughs> Did it make you feel that way? No, but you do make me feel like an afterthought often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, but it's Give not, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about like my daughter makes me feel like an afterthought. My mom is probably the only person who doesn't make me feel like an afterthought. Um, but you also don't expect that. And so there's this transitional moment in your life where if I'm being totally honest, like, um, I just should have prioritized me more earlier. I thought I was doing the right thing and I wasn't. Hmm. I can see how you could say that because, but from like my perspective, I feel like, um, I feel like I involve people. So I'll do something, right? And if I, if all the people that I want to take care of, I have to figure out if they want to be a part of it, I'll never do anything. Mm -hmm. So, I always consider you and all the things that are, so you, when I say, Hey Donnie, this is what we're going to do. Um, are you with it? That might make you feel like an afterthought, right? No, 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 not if it's, Hey, this is what we're doing, doing not, this yeah. is what I've done. I'm <laughs> We're having a moment. Oh here. wow! Okay, you are quite ashy. Real bad. <laughs> Just lotion through the windows. Lotion through the windows. I did. Yeah, I noticed the scratches too. I was like, "Dang, that's crazy." <laughs> okay. All right. Proceed. So it's it can be all kinds of things, and not necessarily to harp on you and I, but it could be like. You know, it could be a relationship and, um, you know, like spending time in that space where it's like simple things. What do you want to eat? Oh, you know what? I feel lamb chops today. Uh, I'm not feeling lamb chops. I want mm. shrimp. OK, well, I'm really feeling lamb chops. And then it's an attitude if I'm firm on the lamb chops. OK, just get the damn shrimp. Like, yeah. you know, those things are lack of consideration. I'm just so considerate. I make sure everybody is good. I go out of my way to make sure everybody is good. And I don't want to make it seem like there aren't people who check on me. Um, I have some amazing friends that check on me. Mm -hmm. 
But making sure I'm good is very different than checking on me. And I make sure you good. Like if you're my friend, I make sure you're good. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to be present. You know, and I'm really I really care about what your response is. But who makes sure I am good? And when you are the person, you know, at this at this particular transition in life, like now I have a daughter who just became grown. She's got her own life. She's completely uninterested in anything mm. like she don't even want to talk to me on the phone. <laughs> mm. And that's hard. Mm. And that's what happens when you have kids that grow up. Well, sometimes because I see other people's kids that that want to. And so it makes you think things like I sacrificed my whole life for you. And you act like you don't enjoy a conversation with me. Like that's things that's tough. Um, My mom has her own life, you know, going on when you're in a relationship, you, um, you gotta be, people are more men, you know, especially the type of men that I date, they want you to be all about them. And it's like, okay, when do you, when are you about me? (laughs) And that's a requirement for me. And that's why I choose people think that, um, People think that I have all of these requirements. It's just the moment that I see that you don't consider me, it's a wrap for me. I'm not settling for that, like for any capacity in any relationships, in any. Um, And so, yeah, this year, like you sit and you think on these things. Um, I've created so many opportunities and I know you feel it, too. I have put so many people in position. I have created so many opportunities. So many people are living beautifully on the brink of my hard work and sacrifice. And I live beautifully on the brink of my hard work and sacrifice. And so sometimes, you know, you sit and you're asking and you're wondering about what you're going to do for your, it's all about me. I moved so I can date. I had to say F them kids. Mm. Right. Mm. Um, Because I was moving and considering my daughter. And then I'm thinking she's going to be uncomfortable. She's never seen me date, you know, having men in the home. And even though she's 20, I think she's 21 now. Um, even though she's 21 now, she'll still be uncomfortable because she's never experienced her mommy dating with men around her. And now she's back home from college and her living me- with me was my choice. And I was really like navigating in that space. Like I'm going to get this kind of, ho- it took forever for me to find a place because I'm looking for the perfect floor plan. So many beautiful places that would have suited me, but it didn't work for her. I wanted her to be comfortable in her own home. And one day I just woke up and said, all of this. I literally said that this is my time. Period. Mm. Period. Okay. No, no clap. <laughs> yeah. If so, um, and what if I have to like talk about us? I don't want to talk about it now, but oh, you don't. Oh, we could. We no, could. So I don't. I don't think it's fair for you to say that no one considers you because I feel like I've done everything in my power. Well, that's not what I said. I said that um, people don't consider me the way I feel. And I specifically said I'm not talking about you. Oh, but you were a little bit. No. A little bit. <laughs> because I can see, because sometimes I can, I can see that you're like, oh, well, David did something. And I feel like, I, I know I've made you feel like an afterthought before. So that's why I know. Yeah, I mean, but I've communicated with you mm. when that's happened. So, so. I let a lot of stuff slide too. I just, mm-hmm. I just let a lot of stuff slide because you have to weigh, you know, like is what was done worse than what was done. Meaning there are so many great things that have been done. Is this little thing worse than the great things? Like mm-hmm. when you do the sum, the average of all these things that have happened, like 
is it really a big deal to to really talk about? Now, a bunch of small decisions even or a bunch of small things end up being a big deal, just like these things have just kind of festered. This year has been one of the best years of just my adult life. I felt the freest. Um, you know, I've got my mom set up for for success. That's out of the way. I put my daughter in a position in a position um, that is out of the way. I have come to terms with um, the fact now that I have to be intent. Like I actually have to get out of the house if I want to date. And that's like yeah. one of my biggest things. Like I got to get out the house. Like, you know, the, they, what, do you, what do they say? Your man's not going to find you knocking at your door. And every now and then a package mm-hmm. gets dropped off and I be looking like. is he the man um no so you know just being really intentional about prioritizing donnie wiggins and this is 2024 when you ask me what my plan is it's my selfish year Mm -hmm. it will be the first time that i am saying no like no 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 or you got something on it like I'm not sitting at the dinner table, the only one paying anymore. Like, what you got? What you doing? Oh, we can't do that. I'm sorry, because I have to prioritize me. And when I got a glimpse of what that felt like, I'm not performing in a relationship. I'm not prioritizing being a parent. I'm not prioritizing, you know, taking care of other people around me. Um, And I'll always be a parent. I don't want people to misunderstand that. But I am not putting my daughter anymore ahead of my needs. She's 21. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Yeah. I just don't know how, because I, I think the way you feel now, uh, I, I think I felt like that for maybe like the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. I can't think of one person who considers me. Like I'm the person that's saying, oh, well, yo, I'm inviting somebody to something or I feel like people look at me as an opportunity and not only my family and my kids and obviously the people on my staff and the people on the network between you and Ernestine and all these people that are on this network. I'm not, it's not like somebody ever calls and asks me if I want to be a part of an opportunity ever mm-hmm. or calls me say, yo, we about to go out here. You know what? Except for Neo. Neo is the only person that will say, yo, here's an opportunity. You should be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I never, I never really thought about it as seriously as right now when you're saying that. And it it's kind of unsettling because I knew it, but I never considered that that would be something wrong. I just yeah, accepted. Sure. This is my, this is my lot in life. This is what I do. People look at me as an opportunity because I set it up that way because I give opportunities. Mm-hmm. So if I'm always, they say, don't feed a cat, right? Because you feed a cat, they're coming back to be fed again. And I'm, it, and it's not a bad thing, but well, that's what I thought. But now I'm thinking how would I begin now to even be selfish because there's so many people that are relying on me? I don't, I, I don't have the luxury of saying, uh, I'm just going to do whatever I'm going to do without thought of anyone else. There's a lot of things you can do with $500. I mean, you can have a night out with your significant other. You could buy some really expensive shoes. Well, 
really nice shoes are about double five hundred dollars. Um, you could buy a course or you can learn something for five hundred dollars. But I have something better for you to do with the five hundred dollars. I want to meet with you every single morning for the rest of your life. Well, maybe not the rest of your life, but every morning, Monday through Friday, for the rest of the year. I have information and game that have allowed me to build a successful business, a successful community, and a successful life all the way around. But I want to share that with you. But the only way we can accomplish this is not me selling you a course, not me giving you a one-on-one consultation, because even with that, you'll get the information, but you'll need more. I want to meet with you every single morning. Now, would I meet with someone every morning for 500 bucks for a year? And the answer is yes. Actually, we've been doing this thing since 2017. We have what's called the morning meetup. Every single month, we have a theme, whether it's social media, whether it's motivation, whether it's strategy, whatever it is, we have a theme for the month. And every morning in that month, we have a conversation around that topic. And I am giving a wealth of knowledge, not only myself, but a lot of friends, a lot of people that you see on this podcast, they join every single week. So you need a community of people that you can grow with and you need a coach. I'm your coach. The Morning Meetup is your community. Go to themorningmeetup.com. It's $499 and I will meet you every single morning for an entire year. Give it a shot. So there are also so many people relying on me and I feel like that also. I feel like people are around because they see me as an opportunity. So now when I talk to, um, like, like there's this guy that I, I talk to and not sure if we'll date or whatever, but we talk every now and then there's like this question, you know, that comes out and I'm like, is this like, cause you want to come on the podcast or mm. something like it's always, you know, there's this glimpse of a question and that wasn't a concern for me until I was on a dating app and somebody pretended not to know me. And then it, you know, then they said something that's, Mm -hmm. so you do know who I am. Like we just had that situation the other day and I'm like, you know, with people just, is it an opportunity or are you genuinely here because you genuinely want to be here? And also it's like, you know, you see the same thing with like people now supporting you. Oh yeah. I've been supporting you and rooting for you from since day one. Have you, (laughs) have you? So I, I fully get it. You have to though be selfish and you have to say no. So I think there's a difference too. Like you are aligned with a lot of opportunities where you can put people on, um, I'm not. So people come and provide me with an opportunity to do a women's event. They want women speakers. This isn't your lane. Independently, I get booked for a lot of women's stuff. Um, last year, I didn't really accept bookings at all just because I was so just depressed that yeah. I don't even want to be. So I wasn't even opening the email for bookings to tell you one way or the other. Also, Dave, you got to remember. I'm not asking you for your bookings or nothing. No, like no, that. no, 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 no. <laughs> I know, but you, and I don't know. You, I don't know you what called I don't, you out, so I'm gonna call me out. Right? Yeah, I don't know what you would like put me put on. you on. That, that wasn't the. I don't think that, but but um, there are people who I fully understand. Like you're always considering, but maybe it's a part of you that makes you feel great. It's a part of your greatness, but it's also a part of a thing that depletes you. Because now you're wondering, 
Like, really, think about the people who are around you. If you weren't David Shands, would they be? I would be. I was mm-hmm. there before any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but think about the people who are around you. Would they be here if you weren't an opportunity, if you couldn't get backstage, if you couldn't put them on a platform where, you know, we've built over a half a million subscribers on the platform? Like, those are questions you have to ask yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess there's a lot of emotions going on right now. And I don't normally get emotions and I don't know how to feel. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, now I'm like super confused. So I was telling my wife that I got to go away before the year is out, before the year is out, I need to go somewhere by myself. Cause I got to figure out what the plan is for the next year. And every time I do that, I come back and I'm like, my brain activates and it works for the next year. Every single time I've ever done that. But even the things that I'm thinking about that I'm going to be thinking about when I go on this trip, as you're talking, it has to do with everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, I'm like, is that is that right? Or would I be a lot more, would I be a lot further ahead if I just consider how I can take every opportunity like for instance for the last sort of my first social proof conference i'm in this space of interviewing people and interview pinky cole 2018 so i call coriel and i'm like yo you want to take the interview it's a big interview of course i want to take it but i'm like all right well this would be good for her and then i think the uh, another time um uh oh we we booked milan so I'm glad y'all like y'all connected. We booked Milan. I'm like, ooh, her brand is huge. And I'm like, I do the interview, but I'm like, this would be this would be dope for Donnie. So we connect that podcast something. I'm like, I pay Angela Yee. And I'm like, yo, I got so many questions for Angela. But then I think to myself, Ernestine, she would be dope. And she does the interview. And I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe that's a part of what makes people like me. And do I need this type of approval? Am I am I doing this because I want to be accepted somehow? And now I'm just lost in this 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 uh, this cycle of making sure everybody likes me. Or am I looking out for people? I don't know. I'm I'm confused. Do you think that's why I like you? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. Just being sure. No, not you, not you. Because when... You was making way more money than me. (laughs) (laughs) And we have a genuine relationship. We have a genuine relationship. Like that, me and Ernestine have a genuine relationship. So I don't think she's... But I'm saying for me... I don't know if the answer is to just say, I'm not doing this anymore, more than it is you have to weigh the opportunity cost. But you have to also, most importantly, don't forget to consider you. Like when I make these connections, how does this work for me, Right. Um, and, and that's that you still get the relationship with Milan. You still get the Angela Yee. You still, you said somebody else, you still get these relationships organically and you still grow by being the connector. I think that you've done, I told you years ago, I think you, you are fantastic at being a connector. That is, that is your sauce. That's your power. Mm -hmm. Everybody's not a connector. You know that you put me, you don't, you don't just, put me on a stage because you're giving me an opportunity. You know that I'm going to kill it. For sure. And that's why. 
some people you may put on the stage because you think that you need to give them an opportunity to feel validated. My initial thought is, uh, and I, I wouldn't do it just for a relationship if I didn't think it was going to work out well. You know what I mean? So it, it's not it's not that necessarily. Because anytime I make a decision, I'm making a decision for the thing to be amazing, right? But I don't want to be the person taking every single opportunity. So, and again, I don't, I don't think initially that I'm looking for some approval, but as I'm like maybe subconsciously, yeah, I really want people to like me, which makes sense because I really hate when people don't like me or I think somebody doesn't like me. Yeah, you do a lot for approval. As we're sitting here unpacking this, though, I think like the the I heard somewhere before that purpose will bring you pain. Mm -hmm. I'm a nurturer. You're a connector. And both of those things are now painful as well to us. Like if we didn't do it, we wouldn't feel fulfilled. But doing it highlights how little it's done for us. And this is what's important to us is our love language. Like mm -hmm. I make a big deal out of people like your accomplishments, your birthday, your thing. Like I make a big deal and you want people to do it for you. Um, but that's not everybody's gift. That's not everybody's thing. So as you think about it, the people that you're putting on, like it would be different if they were putting other people on and just not you. Then I would look at it a little differently. That might that just might not be their thing. No, I've I've I see that a million times. Yeah. So it's like, yes, I see that a million times. From your perspective, though, what is it that you like to see from uh, the people in your life? Like, what does that look like? Because I don't even know. I don't know what that will. And again, I know you say it's not me, but I don't even know what that would look like. Because sometimes, like, let's say for instance, I do something. Mm -hmm. And this is just like an, just an example. If I do something with you in mind, but when you receive it, it feels like an afterthought. Well, to hear that you feel like it's an afterthought could be like, dang, it wasn't an afterthought. I thought about you. It's just I, I, this benefits you, right? Mm -hmm. But or like your your daughter might not be thinking of you as well. She's twenty one, so she probably is. Is she anything like Corey? It's not even an afterthought. It's like a thought. She, McCoy, it's like a no thought. Yeah, it's not a thought at all. Like, <laughs> it's a no thought. She texted me the other day, and it was like on her way to school, like in the morning. She said, I love you, and I appreciate you. I would have had to pull over if my daughter ever just randomly sent that to me. Corey gets taken to school by her mother. I know 100% they had a conversation. <laughs> So planned. A hundred percent. Text your dad. Tell me you appreciate him. I, I know. And then I asked, I was like, does your mom tell you? She's like, she didn't tell me to text dad. We did have a conversation. <laughs> no, we, of course. It was, it was preempted, yeah. but. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how that dynamic is now because she's 13. She's supposed to be selfish. She's supposed to understand that hmm. she's not supposed to, maybe not, not supposed to, but she's 13 in her yeah. own world. I get it. Um, so I don't know how that, but so the people in your life, if you had to give them a message, how do you want to be handled? I don't, I mean, that's a tough question to answer really. Um, again, consideration, just 
would Donnie like this? Would Denitra like this? Would my mom like this? Would, you know, how, how does this make you feel like while I'm living my life, this person, this friend, this mom, this business partner is always thinking about how what she's going to do is going to make you feel. Have I stopped to actually think, how would she receive this? How mm-hmm. does this make her feel? Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Um, I guess you guys have to ask yourself, the listeners, do you want to be the provider or the protector that you see yourself being in your head? Yeah. Because there's a great responsibility. Mm-hmm. So everybody wants to have the money. But if you are the one who builds the wealth in your family and nobody else has it, there are going to be feelings of, yo, they're using me. But who else was going to do it? Who else is going to take care of them, mm-hmm. right? Or if you are going to be influential, you have a great, great responsibility. And I don't think people know what they're signing themselves up for and you think you're ready. Mm-hmm. Well, look at all the celebrities that are in the blogs. A lot of them, I'm sure, wish nobody knew them. They wish they could have the one without the other. I wish I could have all this money and all this wealth without anybody knowing it without the pressure of family, without the pressure of fans or without the pressure of an audience or partnerships or employees or whatever. I wish I could just have all the amazing stuff without the other. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that exists. Yeah. I mean, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, purpose really is painful. Purpose is painful. On one hand, it will set you free. It will bring you so much satisfaction and joy. If it never hurts, though, I don't know if you're really operating in purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not easy to do. Um, it's easy to do, but it's also easy not to do. Yeah. And um, it's something that you got you to gotta really be careful what you're asking for because I'm getting everything that I asked for. Yeah. But the role that I have been assigned, and I think it was Marcus Lemonis who said something that stood out um, to me yesterday, um, I understand, and there's there's going to be very few people who have this reality. Um, I understood so much about myself yesterday when he said this, you know, because it's like people will try to impose upon you their feeling. Oh, she's this because of that and this and because of that. She's, you know, now the big thing is she's single because her standards are so high. Well, yeah, my standards are pretty high, but that's not why I'm single. I've never had an, an issue meeting someone who fit into those standards, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Marcus Lamona said, I refuse to play at a level I wasn't called to play at. I am clear that I was chosen to do something big and it's so important, like, I can't have average things around me. I can't live average. I can't think average. I can't perform average. I can't have average relationships because that's not what I have been chosen to do. Mm-hmm. I have been chosen like I am one of the ones and I understand that. And some people will look at that and laugh and some people will look at it and know exactly what I'm talking about. I am one of the ones, period, yeah. for my family, for my generation, for I am one of the ones like whether we accept it or not or realize that what we've done has shifted our culture, like has shifted our generation specifically. We have contributed something greatly and you don't get to reach that height of success without being chosen to do it. And there's so many people that answer, you know, that, that have been called to do something. You're not answering that call. And then there's some that are chosen, like 
you don't get to not answer the call. Your phone's going to keep ringing until it drives you crazy, which is literally what happened. And you have to answer. There are some people who are called to do something. You're living with this inside gift. You're living with this dormant purpose. And you can just go about your life and do nothing. But there are some. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So you secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal some people that the calling won't stop 
You were chosen. You don't get to stop. You don't get to be average. You don't get to have average thoughts. You don't get to get to get to. You have a job to do. And I fully believe that I am operating within my purpose. I understand now that I wasn't just called, but I was chosen. And that's why we keep going back in for the pain. That's why we can, it, it doesn't matter. It's going to hurt to do it. It's going to hurt not to do it. It's going to hurt the way that it impacts me and what I don't get to do. Um, and then it, it's going to impact me if I were not doing it. And I was willing to make the sacrifices and I have to understand, like, I can't be afraid of being judged for that. Like right. all over the internet, every day at literally every day, somebody makes a comment about why I'm single mm -hmm. because I was called. I'm not single because of standards. I'm si single because of sacrifice. Yeah. And the way that I operate and the way that my purpose speaks to me is if relationships around me, romantic or not, don't compliment what I'm called to do. They have to be dissolved. Yeah. It has to move away from me. And I am willing to give up what felt like the greatest love. If it doesn't feel like you are in alignment with what I'm called to do, yeah. the man for me, isn't going to att attempt to drag me away from my purpose. He's going to, figure out his, his, his part of his purpose for me is going to figure out how he can highlight that in me. Like the man for me is going to say, I see that you're called to do something. I want you to do that. How can I support you? Also the man for me understands <laughs> that what I am called to do is probably in alignment with elevating him mm -hmm. in some way. It doesn't have to be a me or a this or that it's an and thing. And that's a really, really big deal. And this is why you get so many people who seem to have the perfect marriage. And then you're so shocked and you're heartbroken and you're hurt when they're going through a divorce. You have so like it's just so many choices that people make because society says you have to make them. I have always refused to be that person and I'll die alone before I become that person. And honestly, I'm not alone. I'll never be alone. It's just, I am very clear. I'm very clear of what my life is supposed to be. I'm very clear on what I've been called to do. And either you contribute to that or you disappear. And I'm dead serious about that. Yeah. I, I think people really have to consider what comes with winning. You know what I mean? So if if you weren't the Donnie Wiggins you are today and you were the Donnie Wiggins you were 25 years ago, you know what I mean? It might be a little, you might have a, uh, I don't know, an easier time finding somebody because yeah. maybe you haven't had time to find out who you were. And I'm telling y'all, when you win, the enemy's coming. Especially, you know, I, I told Grown Pains this and I know y'all remember, as you all build your brand, Somebody, if I had to bet, if I was a betting man, as you win, somebody is going to forget all the things that the foundation that's laid and you forget about people and you win and one of, one of y'all is going AWOL. I hate to say it that way, but boys to, boys to men, it's four of them. You win, something comes in, who knows? One leaves. Very few groups that are together, right? Because once you win, some, it's, it's something that comes in, right? I, I, when I saw uh, the thing with B. Simone and Megan, yeah, I said, man, it's so sad because they're both just beautiful people. 
But when you win, there are certain elements that come in. This is like one of my wishes. I think about it like, yo, I love Donnie so much and Donnie loves me. I hope it never happens. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if you're in control of that, of what comes in. And that's the thing that's going to test your relationship. Just saw, um, I don't think there's any surprise that we saw in the blogs that Deion Sanders and his wife are splitting. Yeah. We weren't talking about Dion for years. And now he's one of the topics of conversation in yeah. all of sports. Did something enter? The enemy's when you win, the enemy is coming. I'm telling you. And I'm not saying because he becomes a bigger star over the la- over the last few years. That was the reason. I don't know. I'm not in their relationship, but you can really see as you win something's coming in mm-hmm. something's going to happen yeah you really got to be prepared for that you got to really ask yourself is this what i really really want mm-hmm. considering right now it's comfortable to say oh i can handle it when i get this money oh it's gonna be all good mm-hmm. i'm just asking you to consider it yeah strongly consider it and i don't want this episode to come off like complaining it sounds very much like rich people problems, <laughs> oh. right? I don't want it to sound like that, but this is the reality. So if you're home and you're finding yourself winning and then like Dave said, there's some kind of setback, there's some kind of enemy, like maybe you're onto it. Maybe this is something that, you know, is supposed to be happening. The sacrifice is hard. Like the sacrifice is hard to win at any level. I promise yep. you, whether you're in little league playing baseball, like the sacrifice is hard. You don't get to go to the movies with your friends and to the birthday parties during the day because you got to go to yep. practice every single weekend. The sacrifice is hard at that level. The sacrifice is hard as a single mom, as a single dad. The sacrifice is just hard. And you have to do what I've learned is that it will take you out. I understand why some people just give up. Mm-hmm. It will take you out if you are not intentional intentional about finding your own peace and solace somewhere mm-hmm. in that journey. And that's why, like, this is not going to take me out. Like, mm-hmm. I am willing, I, I have sacrificed. Yeah. And I will continue to sacrifice. Like, you know, I was making multiple six figures sleeping on my mom's sofa because everybody else had to be comfortable. Like, it's like, we're there, but almost, you know what I mean? And I had to make sure my mom's straight, my daughter's straight. I'll sleep. I'll take the L. I'll do that. I'm going places and making sure she eats. I'll be hungry. I I did it. I was willing to sacrifice. It was painful. I knew what was coming. I was willing to hang in there, but you got to make sure you're willing to hang in there because what I'm not going to do is like kill myself because I'm taking care of everybody else. Like we all got to be taken care of. And I'm finally seeing now that I have to be my own priority, even when like you're married and you have to be, you are Dre's, you are a priority to Dre for sure. But that doesn't matter if you're not your own priority. You're still going to feel the way that you feel. And I urge you, like I said, this year has been just one of the most freeing years for me. I see a lot of comments on Instagram where people are like, ooh, Donnie's popping out. She this, she that. They don't know Donnie from before this period where... I just haven't been myself for multiple reasons. I haven't felt like it. I'm exhausted all the time. Like 
you didn't know that Donnie that I've been popped out. <laughs> I was born popped out. No, but seriously, <laughs> I've been popped out. And this year it's like, I can see it in my own energy. Um, and just the things that I'm choosing for myself or not choosing for myself. Like I've gotten dressed more this year than I have in the last three years, you know, just combined. I'm posting on social media regularly. Mm. Used to be, where you go on social media, you disappeared. I just like the creativity was stifled. What do you say? Like, what do you do? What do you post? How do you, those are real feelings. And there's no amount of money that will put you in a position to not experience those real feelings. Therapy has helped me tremendously mm -hmm. having friends around me who are also operating at a high level who get it like believe it or not many of my friends feel this way and we're talking about it we're talking it out we have like we're not trying to hide it and I think that's where people reach their end point where they're deciding to like give up on life like trying to hide it you got to talk about it like I'm not embarrassed to talk about this kind of stuff on this platform having these kind of conversations dating back to 2008 is how I built my brand sharing it y'all I'm broke AF but watch me climb out of this hole y'all I'm not myself but watch me find myself again y'all I think I'm depressed I don't know I've never experienced it but watch me find my happiness again y'all I was in a situation that I felt like I needed to shrink myself or I didn't even I didn't even consciously shrink myself. I subconsciously shrunk myself at the for the comfort of somebody else or to make a situation work. And now I'm big again. Like watch me watch me be watch me pop out again. I built my whole brand off of that full transparency. And so I'm not ashamed because I know there's somebody I can see in in the eyes of people in this room that this is a freeing conversation for somebody. You don't have to give up, but you got to be ready. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ready. You got to be ready. And tough don't mean that you are mean. Tough doesn't mean that you're hard. It's just you never know what people are going through on the inside, um, which is why I don't like you don't find me in the comments saying stuff about people. You just don't find me. And I might send something to you. <laughs> but you don't find me in comments like tearing people down yeah. um, for having a hard time. I'm never going to do it because I'm here now and I understand the money doesn't make life great. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's, uh, well, let's, 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 let's do some teaching then. Okay. Cause I think there are some things that you all need to learn how to prepare for this warfare. And I don't know what the warfare is going to be. Right. You guys are together, right. And you're going to move in together. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> where's this going? And Dave? both of you are uh, entrepreneurs and on the way, I think there are some things that we need to consider and prepare for. Like, how do we prepare for warfare? I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even have another camera. Um, uh, how do you prepare for warfare? And I think one way you prepare is personal development. And I think we can probably harp on this for a minute, but you have to mentally prepare yourself now for whatever you're about to go through. If everything is amazing, it's right now is the time that you need to start personally developing. You have to read books. It sounds so cliche, but reading books, going to the conferences, listening to audiobooks, listening to something positive it's imperative that you start preparing your mind now for what's to come because the you that you are now, by the time it comes, you're not ready. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you start listening to things and in that personal development mode, you'll hear something that will, will come back up when you're going through it. Like, Oh, so this is, this is how I need to be looking at it. If not, when you get attacked, the, the you that you are now is you're going to respond the way you always respond. So we have to really, really dig into personal development and not just personal development in general. You know that there are some things that hold you back. You know that there are some triggers for you. And if you know that these are the triggers, for instance, being, um, if, if I'm meeting someone somewhere and they're late, it almost infuriates me. It mm. really does. Why'd you look at me? I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. <laughs> hmm. um, so it really makes me mad because I'm looking at it like you don't respect my time. You're expecting me to be here early or on time and you just 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later. What I realize is that's something that has to do with me, not them. Why is that frustrating? Why the person's five minutes late? Why are you so upset? You never know what could have happened. It could have been traffic. Is it, is it that serious? Maybe the five minute, if they'd have got here five minutes earlier, they were, they were about to have an accident. 
But because God saw fit that they were a little late to be here, because if they became a little early, something could have happened. But this is me identifying one of the triggers for me, and I have to personally develop that area of my life because that shows that not that I'm frustrated with lateness, I'm impatient. And I want everybody to operate on my clock. But that took me listening to, like intentionally figuring out why this thing is frustrating me. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, I, and I believe God designed Donnie to be late everywhere. So this allows me to work on myself. Because honestly, if, if I didn't have this opportunity, seriously, y'all think it's funny, but my wife is the same way. She's getting ready. We're supposed to leave at 6.30. She just starts her makeup at 6.25. <laughs> and in my head, I'm thinking, this in my head, you know we're going to leave at 6.30. Bring a little mirror in the car because she's done it before. You fold the little mirror down and she's there getting it in. Why don't you just start? You know what I mean? Like, or, or, or. We talked about this yesterday. That you're supposed to be ready 6.30 today. But I, I, I found myself wanting to say how I always say, Dre, we about to, it's 6.25, why? Are, and then sometimes I sit there and I breathe. Mm-hmm. And I say, thank God for patience. Yeah. Really, it, 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 sound, it sounds funny. It sounds funny, but these are, this is really a personal development journey that I've been on for a while so that um, I can work on my patients, mm-hmm. but it's personal development. For sure. Yeah. Um, number two, I would say is build a strong support system. Mm-hmm. You get to choose your support system, believe it or not. Um, stop trying to make the people who are not supporting you support you. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you talk yeah. good. You, you can't, you can't force them to, if your mom, your parents, your spouse, if they don't support you, find people who do right. You can't divorce and disconnect from your family all the time and all that stuff, but you can go out and build your own support system. And I believe that's been like a huge cheat code for me. Um, Within the last year, especially, but I mean, I've, I've often had people around me that support me, but like you said earlier, Dave, it's like, but are you supporting me now? Cause I'm popping or are you supporting me, supporting me, but I feel genuine support around me right now. And that's so important. Um, And when you're building the support system, it should look like a group of people, even if it's just one or two people who you are comfortable sharing your wins with, but also just as comfortable sharing your challenges and your struggles with. If you are uncomfortable sharing your challenges and your struggles with this group of people or this person, they're not really your support system. Your support system always also claps for you as loud as they clap for themselves, right? Um, or if they don't clap for themselves and they understand that clapping for you means something to you, they're clapping for you. Your support system is holding you accountable. So sometimes it doesn't feel good. Sometimes they're going to hold the mirror up and say, hey, you got to do better. You need to be more punctual. You need to be more this. You need to stop procrastinating. And that's also support. Your support system needs to make you feel like that relationship is designed to make you a better person. And if it doesn't feel like that, 
then those are not the people that you want to consider your support. And on top of that, you keep your support system around you as much as possible. Um, And that was a real game changer for me as well. Like there's people who support, but I'm spending more time with people who don't. Mm -hmm. Spend more time with the people who support you. So make it a standing appointment, whether you're hopping on a Zoom for an hour or two a week, you know, maybe they're long distance. Make sure you're hearing the voice of support regularly. Yeah, I think one way to to make sure you're finding the support is involve yourselves in communities that are going in the same direction. Yep. You know what I mean? So my wife, she started going to this, this gym. I don't know if it's, I don't think it's orange. Is it orange theory? Orange theory. Mm -hmm. So she goes to orange theory and those people support her because one, there is a coach or an instructor as their job to support them people. It doesn't always have to be a genuine relationship, my best friend or whatever. There's a person at the front of the room that's their job to, to support her in their weight loss journey. But there's also other people who are on the same journey. So them encouraging each other encourages each other. Yeah. So it's very, very important that you find groups that have the same interests. So if my wife wanted to, I remember she was getting into a, a epoxy doing like all the epoxy stuff. You can make cups, you can make all kinds of stuff. And I support, but when she's in the garage for hours, and at the time I was just working with, I just had Sarai and she was little. And I'm like, what do I do with this baby? <laughs> it's hard for me to support. You know what I mean? Cause I'm, I'm peeking my head and like, you almost done. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think Sarai's hungry. She needs to be changed. But if she joined a, a group, a network of people that's doing the same thing, she's in the chat, right? Yo, uh, she was showing me all this stuff from like a community of epoxy enthusiasts or whatever. Yo, look what they made, look what they made. Now, I'm not super excited and I try to be excited, but she sees through it, right? But if she put something that she made in the chat, it's a bunch of people, yo, that's dope, that's your first one, oh, it's so good. So finding that support system may be in uh, unconventional uh, ways and always look for family. Um, so where are we at four or three? Three. three, three, preparing for warfare, save your money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whew. Don't spend all your money. If you're going to war, it helps to have some money. Okay. Because not in every war, somehow, for some reason, always is going to affect your pockets for mm-hmm. some reason. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're going through some life stuff that ain't got nothing to do with money, your alternator's going to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I right? That check the, engine light come on. Oh. As soon as things are going well. It's a domino Jesus. effect. Why, why, Jesus. Why is, why like is that check engine light always on? <laughs> a tire blows. And it's a $250 minimum diagnostic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> on top of all that stuff, you ain't got the money. You ain't got the money. And that, that makes it 10 times worse. And that will drive you into depression. So right now, while everything's okay, just start setting a plan in place. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's 10% of your money, 5% of your check. Just start putting it away somewhere. I'm telling you, you will be glad you did. And don't start spending the money that saves once it grows on cool stuff. This is 
emergency fund. And there's going to be some people to say, don't let your money sit there because with inflation, you're losing money. Hey, put some money to the side. Yeah, It will get you out of a jam and it will save you from that being the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. A small financial situation went through it. And I'm telling you, if you start saving a small amount of money, you will never, you won't miss it. It won't feel like, oh my gosh, I can't do this because I'm, I don't have enough. I'm telling you, there's some money slipping away out of your account anyway. Mm -hmm. 5%, my recommendation is 10%. Just put it in an account, your lifestyle won't change. For sure. Um, number four, race to find work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Like run for it, race mm -hmm. for it. That when you're when you're implementing your goals, when you're planning out goals and setting like resolutions and uh, things that I want to accomplish at the top of the list should be rate work life balance. Run mm. to it. Race for it. Here's the thing. I don't know any successful people who were suffering from some type of terminal illness that we've heard stories of and they were they were interviewed, you know, at their bedside or their friends made a statement that said, I wish I worked more. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe somebody who, um, you know, was passing away, uh, you know, and, and weren't wasn't leaving anything for their children, you know, a, a mom or a father of five and they didn't do any work in their life and they're they're passing away and now their children are going into fall. Maybe that person says, I wish I worked more or wish I worked harder. Yeah. But I am talking about those of you who are on a traje trajectory for success when you are planning your work race to find work-life balance or you won't last yeah. you you will age prematurely you will constantly be sick and depressed you will be exhausted all the time you won't have solid relationships around you because you're never there for anybody else outside of work race to find work-life balance yeah as quickly as you can as quickly as you can for sure Five, uh, preparing for warfare, <clears throat> start loving on people. Um, I think that's just as important as having the savings account because you will need somebody, no matter how strong or independent you think you are, we all need somebody. And uh, maybe I don't feel so bad because I know I have a lot of favors in my savings account, mm -hmm. and I don't do it because... I'm looking at, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for Donnie because I know when I need something, Donnie's, that's not, that's not my approach with it. But um, I think I've built up enough uh, relationship equity that if I'm ever really, really going through something, I can ask, not saying I want this because I did that. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you help enough people, um, and you can drop your pride when you need help and you ask them all, somebody's going to come back with, somebody's going to remember. There will be a lot of people that won't remember though. They won't remember when you help them. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what was it uh, in a pursuit of happiness when uh, he gave the dude the money? What was it? Uh, Wayne? <laughs> He's like, I need my money, Wayne. He said, what money? <laughs> Helps you move. We were good. He's like, no, I... I gave you money when you needed it. I just, I'm just asking for my money back. And they forget how much they needed the money at the time when you gave it to them. Yeah. So there are going to be people that forget. They have, they just won't remember all the stuff that you've done for them and all that. And it's cool. That's why you really have to 
give and love on people because you love on people, mm-hmm. not because you're looking for something back because people will disappoint you. But if you do it often enough, I believe in the human race, somebody is going to say, yo, I got you. Yeah. So start loving on people now. I got you, Dave. I got you. Though. Yeah, yeah, I do. For so. sure. For sure. Number six, um, seek professional help, mm. whether that's a mentor, a therapist or coach like don't continue. I want you, if you're listening to this and you are not at least in therapy or at least have a coach or at least involved in direct mentorship, I want you to stop right now and decide that you are going to get it. I promise you um, it will change your life. It is so important to be aligned with somebody who has experienced what you're experiencing Somebody, you know, who's not sidelined, sidelined, meaning they're on the journey at the same time with you and you're kind of equal in what you're going through. That's important. But it's also some it's also important to have somebody who says, oh, yeah, what you're going through is normal. I went through that 10 years ago. Let me give you a quick little shortcut for how to deal with it or let me give you a shortcut for how to get through it. Or let me just assure you that there is no shortcut and you're just going to have to go through this one. Sometimes you just need to know that you're not going crazy. Sometimes you need to know that you are on the right track and somebody sometimes you need to know that people understand. And I'm going to tell you this. Pay for your therapist, your coach or your mentor is different. Mm-hmm. It's different. You can mentor people, um, you know, for free. And it's kind of like a when I have time, you know, you can be around But when you are paying for someone to intentionally be sold into you, bought into you, uh, helping you navigate through your journey, they're now invested in the end result. Sure, you can find those things for free. But if you're watching Social Proof, you are old enough to now be intentional about it. Like you, 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 you want to be intentional about it. Let the free mentorship stick with the kids and the youth who can't afford to invest in mentorship. Right. Let us align with the youth and the teenagers and the super young adults who have not yet figured anything out about life. But you grown people invest in mentorship, invest in coaching, invest in therapy because you need it. It is really tough to navigate life without it. And it's simply Having somebody that you're bringing your thoughts, your ideas, your feelings and your emotions to that can give you feedback to validate or shift or change whatever it is that you're experiencing so you can get to where you're going faster or maybe you can get further. It's somebody who's going to push you to say, "Uh, I see in you something different. I see in you that you have a little bit more in you. Let me show you how to clear space. Let me show you how to mentally clear space. Let me show you how to get organized. Let me show you how to get in control of your life. Let me show you how to get in control of your business. You pay for that. And the moment that you start paying for it, life will start changing. Mm, This is good. Is this helping anybody? Um, Donnie, I'm probably going to need your help with this because I've seen it. But I haven't, uh, maybe I've experienced it, but I haven't found this yet. And there's, there's a place in this world that is a hiding spot for you where the enemy can't find you. Meaning, if you're going through something, uh, people have these outlets, whether it's, um, I'm going through a lot, but if I go to the gym for a little while, For a little while, I can hide away from all of the cares in the world and my mind just isn't on it right now, right? So 
I, lo- I love playing Monopoly. If I, if I wish there was like a Monopoly league or something like that. And anytime, like I'm so frustrated and I just got to get away from it all. I just go to the, the Monopoly house and we'll just play. And I, and I don't have to worry about the cares of the world. And I believe there are some people that have found their outlet. And as I was thinking about it just now, Donnie, I was like, I need to start aggressively looking for that outlet. There are some people like uh, you go to the club and you just dance the night away. Now your problems are still there, but you get to hide away for a minute. I think the toxic thing is some people found it in things that will tear them down through drugs or alcohol or whatever. And you, you get to hide from it for a little while. You get your mind off of it for a little while, but then you wake up and now you're more reliant. So there, there's detrimental hiding places that you find. But I, even as you were talking, I'm like, dang, I've, I've witnessed some people who've witnessed this or have that hiding spot. Mm-hmm. And it's not something you go to all the time. But it's something that you do or like I remember my wife, she was doing it with the with the epoxy joint. She's like, hey, I need three hours. And I thought that was so cool. Now I'm going crazy. It's it's World War Three in the house. okay? but she's in the garage and it was cold that time. And she had like a heater and I could hear the music playing. And it's not even that she's making something to sell. This isn't like business stuff. Mm -hmm. She's making a cup to see her new design and how the she's adding sprinkles and stuff like that. And she'll come in the house with something that she totally messed up. It, like the cup, is, it looked like a cone. I'm like, baby, it looked like, a, what's going on? Lopsided. <laughs> what's crazy is she'll come in the house with this thing. Like, yo, look. Look at the colors. I did it. I, I, I messed up a little bit on the top. It's a little, little small at the top, but, but look at it next time I got it. And she'd be so happy. And I was like, Oh, she went to a hiding place. And she would tell me earlier that day, Hey, tonight I'm going to go do the epoxy thing. I just need like two hours. And I realized, yo, she's hiding from us, mm-hmm. <laughs> from all of us. But I, I think that's really, really important. And I am actually going to actively start looking for my place to hide. Mm. I need that. That's really good. I run to work, but that's not like a just work. It's just a part of life. So, yeah, my life. But. Yeah. And that is um, it leads me into number eight. I was going to say you close it out with eight. Is this a strong one? Um, you went to 10, no, I, you know, we had the had little 10 joint, two. you know what I mean? <laughs> um, I mean, but it could, okay. I think that it, it, it for sure can like David is saying number seven is find a place where the enemy can't find you. Um, I think that self care number, number eight is self care and mindfulness. Mm-hmm. This is going to help you tremendously prepare yourself to win the battle when warfare presents itself. And let me explain mindfulness, something intentionally where you are learning what works for you, what works for me, what makes me feel good, what makes me perform well, what brings me peace, what gives me that solace. Like, I don't believe that a lot of people are spending enough time learning yourself and you have to become extremely mindful 
How will I react in a situation like this? What's happened before when I acted in a situation like this? When we practice mindfulness, it will prevent us from overacting, reacting, responding out of alignment. It will allow us to say, oh, I know this feeling. I know how to fix it. I need to go and spend three hours playing Monopoly. Right. Mm -hmm. It puts you in a position where you can identify what feels good to you. Like we really don't. Um, This doesn't have anything to do with business, but. For example, women struggle a lot with um, being sexually satisfied because you're so committed to being a pleaser, a pleasing outlet for someone else that you never even really thought about what this experience is supposed to feel like for you. I say that because that is such a hugely known issue for both men and women. Men now, or good men at least, are making it their business to understand that woman, right? Men, you don't know what makes you cry. That's lack of mindfulness. You don't know what will make you so emotional that you don't even know how to shed tears. So I say that to you to say the same way that you are aware that there's some type of a deficit there, practice mindfulness, get to know yourself, like spend time asking questions. And maybe I'll do an episode on full transparency about uh, questions to ask yourself so that you can become more mindful. But you really, really need to learn what are my triggers? What are the things that make me feel good? What are the things that make me feel loved? What are the activities that I like to do to recharge myself? Like those are just a couple of things. And when you understand that, take care of that. Take care of it. That's through self-care. Like without care of self, you can't care for other people very long. Without care of self, you can't care for other people every long. It sounds ridiculous to put your life vest on if the plane goes down before you put your kid's life vest on. But imagine your plane hits that ocean and everybody goes down and you don't have on your life vest, but your baby has on a life vest. Your baby doesn't know how to save itself. So you have to be able to save yourself so that you can save your baby. You can, with the life jacket on, hold your baby up against the water if, if, if it happens just that quickly and you're unable to do both until you can find help. But you can't be drowning and hold your baby up at the same time. You got to have your life. You got to figure out what is care for you and take care of yourself if you aren't taking care of yourself you will not be able to last in business all your hard work will be in vain you will literally be laying your life down in a way that you don't have to some people are willing to lay their life down dr martin luther king malcolm x nelson mandela they were willing to lay their lives down for what was purposeful for them That's a different type of fight. That's a different type of struggle. But some of you are giving your life away simply by not taking care of yourself. So if you want to even have a chance, get to know yourself and take care of yourself. Being a great human sets you up for being an amazing entrepreneur. That was a strong close. Yeah. I had to bring when you told me I told you 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 pass me the ball and I'm gonna kill it every time you know what I mean that's what we do do. (laughs) man listen if this was helpful please comment in the comment section uh what helps you or what your thoughts were because it's not about what we taught it's about what you caught because you might have heard something and it you personalized it for your own situation, please share it in the comments, man. Uh, We love all the support and we do our very best to talk about all things entrepreneurship. And this is 
one of them. It's not about how you market or how you make money and things of that nature all the time. It's about you, the person, because uh, that's what makes a successful entrepreneur, right? Being able to get through all the stuff that life has has for you, mm-hmm. not just the fact that people aren't buying. Yeah, it's the whole self sabotage. How do we, how do we get over that? So, yeah. um, please share this with somebody because it's going to be very, very needed. Uh, Donnie, I want to. Um, would you like to close this out? Because I think you'd probably be the best person to close this out. <laughs> Are you considering uh, I'm me considering right now? I'm considering you, absolutely. <laughs> you might have something on your heart, and I want you to get it off. Thank you for considering me. Um, no, this is it. It's been an amazing episode. Comment which of the, I believe, eight uh, techniques that you can utilize or eight things that you need to incorporate to prepare for the hard times or warfare is what we said. Um, comment which one stood out for you the most, which one you need to start working on the most. Most importantly, everybody knows somebody that needs this information. Share this with somebody that you know. Don't just say you do it right now. Like for sure. We're not teaching anything else. Stop what you're doing and go share it right now. Like and make sure you subscribe to us on all platforms, not just YouTube. All right. Uh, that is it for us, you guys. Make sure also if you need that mentorship, David and I both have incredible communities. Um, the Morning Meetup is a community that meets with entrepreneurs every single day, Monday through Friday. Um, David actually is on those calls every single day, pouring out to entrepreneurs, helping you to think bigger, helping you to think differently. Actionable CEO is a community where I meet with entrepreneurs every single week in mentorship and development um, in areas of personal, financial and professional growth. Um, We do a very similar thing with a very unique delivery. Dave has his way. I have my way. You need both. There's people who are in both that get something different um, from the community. And if you're serious about this journey, let us be a part of it with you. Morning, the morning meetup dot com. Yeah. ActionableCEO.com. We're still trying to figure out how we're going to be we're able lying. to. We haven't tried. Okay. We need to be intentional. So we're still we're talking trying. major trash about how we're going to. We actually don't even talk about it. Ever. Ever. Unless we're talking about it. Unless here. we're on the podcast and we realize Let's how ridiculous it is. <laughs> it's December. It's December. It's December. Let's figure it out. For January. This month. Okay. And if we don't figure it out this month, mm-hmm. what are we going to do for our teams? Another trip. <laughs> Is that you start the slow clap? <laughs> oh, y'all, wait, because we cannot end the episode. Go back to that wide shot again. First of all, y'all see the footwork? Oh, the Do y'all footwork. see the footwork? Where you get that These from? These joints are so hard. From the official social proof sneaker plug, yo, his business has been going up. Oh, he's going crazy. At Celebrity 409. He's a lot of stuff. Like, he's delivering people sneakers. He's That's delivering. Crazy. He's delivering people Those sneakers. He always has early access to everything. Mm-hmm. I am ordering sneakers that I would never have even thought to buy for myself just because I'm like, you know what? We got a sneaker plug. Yeah. Let's help. And, and it's an entrepreneur whose business we're helping for in exchange. Change for him helping us stay fly. But I love these so much. I'm trying to show you like every single side has a different color. They've gotten so much attention already. Celebrity, S-O-L-E. B-R-I-T-Y 409. But he's tagged in the description. Yo, his stories is just so lit because some of the shoes that you would never buy, you'd never even see. Like, yo, where you get them? Yeah, where you get them from? So I'm, I'm, I'm in... 
I'm an avid, I'm an avid story watcher of his because he always drops releases and like, yo, I've never seen them before. I'm like, yo, I need them. And he's super reasonable and he gets the stuff out to you. Okay? Yo, he so has these once exclusives that I told him I had to show you and I need to do this on the podcast because I commented on the shoe and said they were ugly, right? The ones where he said, um, yeah, I saw that too. I commented He's, and I was like, ugly. And he said, thank God, because it would cost me $500 to send these to you. I said, but these are right up Dave's alley. So let me forward No, no, that. no, no, they're, they're not. Because know, he, he but not cheap. And yes. I was like, I'm not really feeling them. But this is probably some sneakerhead collector stuff. I thought these would have gone hard for you. The pink and orange? For sure. Like. I was looking at the blue. The blue is the best out of the three. I but for sure thought these pink is, I thought the pink and some, orange was going to be your joints. Yeah, this must be some Travis Scott. Yeah, it's something. But know. anyway, just, he got all of the fly stuff. Yeah. All right. All the new stuff. But anyway, we got to get out of here, you guys. Yeah, man. And uh, we're out. Yes. Peace. If you like the video that you just watched, click this one. You're going to like this one, maybe even more. Click it right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.